0: I am loving. I am fabulous. I am beautiful. I am saved. I am a victor. I am faithful. I am devout. I am accepted. I am a Christian. I am MCC. And I am MCC. I am MCC. I am MCC. And I am MCC. I
1: am MCC. I am MCC.
0: I am MCC. I am MCC. Our reading is taken from the Gospel according to Luke chapter 23 beginning in verse 33 and ending in verse 43. We are reading from the NRSV English translation. When they came to the place that is called the Skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by watching, but the leaders coughed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an encryption over him, saying, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingdom. He replied, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling us today. May the words we receive inspire us, comfort us, and challenge us. Amen.
1: So next week is already Advent, the preparation for Christmas. Pero kasi nga, ang Pasko sa Pilipinas, September pala. So... Pagdating ng September 1, kumakanta na si Mariah at si Jose Marichan. Ayan. And for Advent, hindi nyo ako makikita mag-preach for Advent. May apat na magpi preach ngayong Advent. no? Some of them parang will do it for the first time. Okay? Practicum. Practicum nila. Uh, so, next week na yun. So, meron na time preacher next week. So, today is Christ the Sovereign. Or Christ the King. No? Especially in many Catholic churches. Um, but Christ as King or as Sovereign is not, hindi siya of imperial splendor and conquest. That's why every year in Catholic churches, in some Anglican, or no, in Anglican, Episcopal, a few Methodist churches, the common lectionary will always have a reading of the crucifixion. Christ the King, tapos crucifixion? Kaya nga, they're trying to make a point. Okay? Despite Despite in many Catholic churches, Christ is represented as uh, very kingly. No? At sabi nga ni Bishop Ambucanina, so again, one of those bishops na pinapakinggan ko of preaching, uh, may mga ilan sa Catholic, the ultra-conservative Catholics who wish the, the entire church to be in gold. no, A very imperial splendor. But Christ as sovereign is not of conquest or splendor despite what the Church has done over the centuries. Despite what the Popes and Bishops and even Priests and Pastors have uh, imagined themselves to be. No? And At tawag nga sa mga Catholic Bishops at sa Cardinals, ano eh, the Princess of the Church. No? The Official title yun, ha? The Princess of the Church. But the, kingshi- the kingship or the sovereignty of Jesus is an antithesis. An opposition to everything we love about the series The Crown. So mga mahilig sa The Crown. <laughs> the series The Crown. It is an antithesis of everything that inspire us or the admiration we have for royalties and celebrities. Ang pag at kapamahalaan ni Kristo ay salungat at kabaligtaran ng lahat ng ating hinahangaan sa mga maharlika at yung mga nagpapanggap na maharlika lalo na dito sa Pilipinas. Di ba may painting pa sila? Royalty. Nakita ko yun eh. Christ's throne in our reading. Every, Christ, every year at the end of the liturgical calendar, the, the reading is the crucifixion. The throne of Jesus is the cross, and his, cro- his crown are of thorns. His symbols of authority are the nails nailed into him, and his scepter is the spear that stabbed his side. His royal duty is to live. Celebrate and to suffer like the most common and ordinary of peoples. Ang kanyang tungkulin ay makipamuhay bilang ordinaryong tao. Makipamuhay katulad natin lalong-lalo na sa pinaka-ordinaryo sa atin. Ang kanyang kapangyarihan ay nagmumula sa, hindi sa lakas o sa puwersa, bago sa paglilingkod at pagmamahal sa kapwa bilang tunay at ganap na taong katulad at kaisa natin. As Christians, especially progressive queer Christians, the first and primary dogma for us, ano ang dogma? There's doctrine, there's dogma, there's theology. The primary dogma, meaning the the, the foundational belief, sabihin, Pananampalatayang katotohanang hindi mababali. Yan. Pinaka-importanting belief. As Christians, especially as progressively progressive queer Christians, the first and primary dogma for us is the dogma of the incarnation. The dogma of the embodiment. God becoming flesh. In the body and person of Jesus Christ. Ang pinakaunang katotohanan, pang pananampalatayan natin ay ang pagkakatawang tao ng Diyos sa katawan at pagkatao ni Jesus. The problem is, for the most part of the last 2,000 years, mga 1,700 years, no? after 325, when Constantine and the Council of Nicaea co-opted the church. The problem is we have focused too much on the divinity of Jesus. The divine diva. Masyadong na-focus sa divinity ni Jesus. For the most part of the imperial Christendom, the focus has been on the divinity and kingship of Jesus as Lord of Lords. Imagine to be in the image and likeness of Roman emperors. Di At yung, yung picture nga, yung nakikita niyo, lalo na ngayon sa Catholic Church, Christ, the Christ daking may picture niyan eh, the, the famous Christ na may crown, may ano scepter and all that. That's actually taken from the image of the first Holy Roman Emperor, sino? Charlemagne. Wow. The first Ho, nung nung tinatray lang i-revive, um, kasi bumagsak na eh, nawasak na ang Roman, the Western Roman Empire, there was a time that they tried to revive it. And they called it the Holy Roman Empire. And the first king of that is Charlemagne. At actually, don pinaturn yung Christ the King. Kaya yung Christ the King na image... Very European, diba? Blue-eyed with the the brunette curls. So we have fashioned Jesus for the most part of, of Christianity the last 1700 years into the image of Roman emperors and European kings. But Christianity in the first 300 years, before 325, was so offensive and insulting and even weird. At one time, tinawag yung mga cannibal ang mga Christians. Eh. So offensive and insulting and weird to the Roman Empire, not because Jesus was God, but that God was a Jewish peasant, a carpenter, a day laborer. God it was so offensive that God took on the flesh of an unknown person from an undeveloped and uncivilized province of Galilee. God was embodied in a poor man who was humiliated and tortured by crucifixion. Ito ang Diyos nyo? Is this God? The one that was crucified by us, Romans? That was very offensive, insulting, and a joke for the first 300 years. God had flesh, blood, and bone. He felt the physical pain and exhaustion all of us have or are experiencing. He knew how to be burned by a flame and to be cold during winter. He knew how to be in. He, he knew hunger and thirst, especially that he himself was from a peasant family, living in a peasant town. Saay, tumatae. Saay, nakokonstipate. Saay, nagpapawis. He sweat, and most likely in that place of palestine of ancient galilee he would have body odor and he would have bad breath what was most radical in christianity and greatly debated in 325 was the humanity of jesus and despite being co-opted by the roman empire the council of Nicaea declared that Jesus was truly and fully human as much as he is truly and fully God and the two natures of Christ is not diminished by one over the other tunay siyang tao tunay siyang Diyos, pero yun nga, ang problema syempre, mas bet natin yung Divine Diva mas magande, daming gold, daming glitters but he was it was confirmed and affirmed even to this day that Jesus was or is fully human. The resurrection great as it is won't have been possible if Jesus was not even human to begin with. Now sa, po, sa theology ni Paul the, the most important part is, the most important thing about Jesus is that he was crucified and that he rose from the dead. And actually, the resurrection is far far more important. Sabi ni Paul, if Christ did not rise from the dead, our fate is for nothing. So that's for Paul. But what is that if Jesus was not even human to begin with? If Jesus was not vulnerable to torture and death? So the resurrection, the crucifixion, and everything else stands on... The fact, or not really, for the truth of faith that Jesus was fully human. I am giving this a bit of review, no? Parang review siya sa, sa story ng the Trinitarian doctrine, you know, the, the debate of the Trinity in three twenty five. Actually nagmula sa debate ng ano ba tao ba si Kristo o hindi? hindi So some some factions would say in the in the some bishops in the 325 would say uh, Jesus is is not God he is human and then other the, the Aryan controversy and then others would say no he is divine nagmukha lang siyang tao there was these two factions no but later on they declared that he is truly human. He is truly God. So this is a review of the Trinity. Uh, but more on the incarnation and the kingship of Jesus to say that when God chose to become one of us, nung pinili niyang maging katulad natin, and not just anyone, but of the poorest among us, He chose to become each, each one of us in every way. It's not just a historical fact. It's not just it's not just saying okay Jesus is ma is human, and then what? It's not just that. By saying that Jesus beca- that God became flesh in the person of Jesus, a peasant Jew. isang taong kanal. That's the, oh, sa mga LGBT diba kanal. To say that Jesus was a taong kanal is to say that Jesus took on the flesh and the life and the struggle of each one of us, especially the minorities. God took on the body of every single person. The traditional doctrine of atonement also says that He took us with Him to the cross, to the tomb and into the resurrection. You know, the traditional doctrine, isa pang doktrina ng simbahan, dogma ng simbahan, na binitbit ni Kristo ang ating pagkatao sa krus, sa libingan, at sa muling pagkabuhay. Jesus is not only God becoming flesh, it is God becoming each and every one of us. And not just any one of us, but the poorest and the most oppressed among us. Nang ang Diyos ay nagkatawang tao, binitbit niya rin ang pagkatao ng bawat isa sa atin sa kanyang krus at kamatayan at sa muling pagkabuhay. God becoming flesh means God becoming every single discriminated, marginalized, and murdered minority in history. While yes, Jesus became every human, he also made a statement to say that he took not only the f- any flesh, but the flesh, life, and struggles of the oppressed and the marginalized. When he became flesh, he did not take on the flesh and life of a Roman emperor. Did he? When he became flesh, He did not take the life and the struggle of a Roman Emperor, or the Pharaoh of Egypt, or the Queen of England. When God became flesh, He took on the flesh and the struggle of every homeless person, every widow and orphan, every abused woman, every abandoned or neglected child, every slave and prostituted person, and indeed, Every single LGBTQI plus person, every transgender and genderqueer person who was ever born, tortured, and murdered, that is God becoming flesh. As we recognize the sovereignty of Christ today as the crucified one, let us also recognize and remember him in every transgender person living and dying today Jesus continues to live and die in every transgender and gender queer tortured and murdered abandoned and betrayed and so too every transgender person being tortured and crucified abandoned and betrayed Jesus is there they are Jesus God who became flesh in Jesus is the same God who continues to be in the flesh of every minority, struggling, fearing, hungering, tortured, killed in our midst. Nakakapaka-morbid, ba? And very depressing. And later, it's more depressing kasi ipi-play natin yung prayer na ginawa ni Stan with the 70 names of 70 trans persons. It's very depressing. It's very morbid might not be what you are expecting for today in worship in a worship full of divas happy happy dapat divahan it's depressing but it is also good news it is good news to proclaim and to know That the life and story of Jesus of Nazareth, the one we proclaim as the Christ, is also our story. And the story of every every queer person who has ever been discriminated and oppressed. It is both depressing and also reassuring to know that God continues to live and die in every transgender person. Because if Jesus, God-made flesh, continues to die and be murdered as a trans person, Jesus continues to be resurrected and live through those who continue to struggle and fight for, for a more loving and just world. For every trans person, for every one trans person who dies, Ten will rise. For every ten, a hundred will rise. To continue the fight. To continue the struggle. To continue changing this world. He continues to live and be resurrected in every trans mother or father who guides their trans children. That every trans person killed, Jesus also raises or rises in 10 or more trans activists and advocates who push back, who serve their communities, and live their truth. It is good news that, like the God who died on the cross, trans people will also rise again. Their stories will continue towards Easter and Pentecost. Because the story of the king who died on the cross did not end on the cross. It continued on to Easter and towards Pentecost. So the next time you see and meet or encounter any transgender or genderqueer person, or next time you hear about a trans person being murdered, know that each one of them is Jesus Christ. God In their flesh, crucified sovereign, first of his name, king and queen of lepers, slaves, and fishermen, lady and lord protector of women and children and queers, in every realm, fully and truly human in every way, servant of all servants. Amen.